Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to this week's episode. Sorry I missed an episode last week, folks. Uh, Stephen, who I'm interviewing today, was supposed to come on last week, but we had a bit of an issue, or Stephen did, with his young boy who got quite sick. So uh, luckily, he was able to find some time this week to come back on the show. So he was actually on the show on episode 45. So if you head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash 045, you'll hear my original interview with Stephen. And I got him back on the show today because he is an exceptional Amazon seller. He rubs shoulders with and, and regularly masterminds with some of the very best in the business. So he kind of has the latest and greatest information about pretty much everything there is to do with selling on Amazon. Now, today he's going to explain why he thinks it's even easier to rank products on Amazon than at any other time in Amazon's history. And today we go deep, and I do mean deep, into the way that he's able to rank his products number one on Amazon, even for super competitive keywords and phrases. So he reveals exactly how he also optimizes his listings. So that's on page, so getting keywords onto the listings and the surprising keyword relevance methodology that he uses to gain maximum exposure and rankings before he even launches. It makes for the last mile of ranking on the top of page one of Amazon even easier. So stay tuned for that little segment there. Now, this is the latest and greatest and probably the most up-to-date ranking methodology going around. So if you want to rank your products for targeted and competitive keywords on Amazon, get out your notepad and start scribbling right now. Now, as I talk about most weeks, private coaching, if you've done an Amazon course or you're in the middle of one or the pipes are a bit blocked, shoot me a message. Just head over to chris at christhomas.com.au to have a chat with me first. Uh, or if you're feeling a little brave, head straight over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash chris and you can book me directly there for an hour. And it's all recorded on Zoom, so you have a recording that you can keep forever of our conversation together. Now, India. Uh, I know I keep harping on about it, but uh, the early bird discounts actually expired last night. That was Wednesday, the 31st of July, uh, 2019. Now, lots of people are actually coming now. We've got well over 23, I think. There's only seven or so tickets left to go. So, And there's only 10 weeks to go before the India sourcing trip. So head over to www.indiasourcingtrip.com. That's www.indiasourcingtrip.com and get your tickets uh, yes, there is a cost. I wouldn't call it a cost, so I'd call it an investment because I think you'll get your money back pretty quickly after sourcing some amazing products over there and selling profitably on Amazon. Now, don't forget to set, join the Australian Seller family. We're up to 660 people, members, family members in the group. So head over to the AustralianSeller.com forward slash Facebook. Let's get on with the show. As always, let's get ruckus and have a bit of a listen to the doors. Back to another episode of the Australian Seller Podcast. Today, I am totally thrilled to be welcoming back to the show Stephen Loy from PrivateLabelAuthority.com. Stephen, how are you? Oh, great. So I know <laughs> I just saw you last night and uh, pulled up for f- after a few drinks, but um, yeah, pr- pretty good this morning. And uh, yeah, can't can't um, wait to share some knowledge. Excellent. Yes, we were at the Melbourne Meetup Group for the Melbourne FBA Sellers Group. I can't remember the exact name of the group, but. Um, yeah, it was a really it was really good fun. And th- big thanks to WeWork as well for hosting us. We had over a hundred people there. Now today we're going to focus in on launching 
and launching products on Amazon. So we're really going to go back to brass tacks and we are going to go and spend as much time as we need to to really break this down and understand how to launch a product on Amazon, how to get it in front of as many Amazon customers' eyeballs as possible. And I know that you're just the perfect person to tell us how to do that because I know that you have also done some extraordinary launches, particularly with some of your students. And I've seen real or really amazing success that you've been able to show. So I I was just desperate to get you back on the show. And can you tell us how you're doing this? How are you getting these? How are you launching, Stephen? And give us the goss. Yeah, I mean, you know, launching is one of those things where I think, you know, right now there's, um, you know, a lot of uh, sort of, you know, discussions and all that kind of stuff you know, about, you know, launch, but, and and there's also a lot of sort of misinformation out there and a lot of new sellers just feel like it's some sort of sorcery or mystic arts or, you know, you know, just, just something that's, that's, that's what it's not, right? It's really just a process. And if you understand what Amazon actually requires, you basically feed the beast, you feed the algorithm and essentially, you know, it's just a process that you, you know, you, you go through and uh, you you rank you rank your keywords right, but you know there's just so much out there, and I think a lot of new sellers get you know pretty worried about the launch, and there's a lot of uncertainty and all that kind of stuff. So I think um, it's really good for us to you know have this conversation and really share um, you know some of the some of the knowledge, and I'll go through exactly how um, I coach my students and also how I do my launches, and certainly in my opinion. Um, launching has actually become easier than ever. Um, so not just from the perspective of, um, you know, understanding what Amazon wants and all that kind of stuff, because you get a lot of, um, you know, sort of, you know, all that sort of data that's coming through, but sure. then also just the, you know, a lower amount of, you know, units and all that kind of stuff that you need to, um, you know, sell as well, right? So um, mm-hmm. I think it's just a, a you know, a, a sort of a, a good, you know, good topic of a discussion. Oh, it totally is. I mean, look, it is really about SEO and SEO if back in the Google days was about trying to rank your web page as highly as possible. But on Amazon, just for those that are really, just to be really clear, all we're trying to do here is rank for keywords that are highly relevant for our products. So we're not trying to rank web pages. We sort of are, but we're ranking your products for, for targeted keywords that are very relevant to what it is that you sell on Amazon. And that can be competitive sometimes depending on the keywords that you're choosing and all that fun stuff. So uh, totally agree with you, um, but the bit that I'm fascinated to learn more about is the fact that you think it's easier now than it used to be. So do tell. Yeah, and I think when we you know get get through this and you know we'll talk through some of the concepts and you know knowing your numbers and getting prepped for the launch, the actual process itself, once you sort of understand what needs to be done, mm-hmm. is actually, um, in my opinion, quite quite straightforward. And as I said, it's just all about understanding what um, Amazon needs. Mm-hmm. So. You know, I think one of the first things we should probably talk about is, you know, um, you know, traditional launching and, you know, a lot of people may see it as a comparison between retail launch and, you know, Amazon private labeling and stuff like that. So it's probably useful for us to talk about, you know, the kind of differences um, between like a traditional launch and, you know, the uh, launching on Amazon and, and so forth. And the analogy that I like to use is, you know, let, let's say you just have a retail store. You know, you've just uh, opened the doors first day, you know, let's say it's coffee shop or whatever it is. I mean, what you're really trying to do is you're trying to get customers through the door, right? You're trying to get mm-hmm. that visibility. You, you know, you might go out there, do some campaigns, um, you know, run some promos, give away some free coffees. You might, you know, have, hey, you know, here's, you know, get a free coffee with, with a piece of cake or, you know, slice of cake or whatever the situation is. I mean, Amazon's really no different in that you are going to run these campaigns and promos and all that kind of stuff. And 
you're really trying to get visibility. But as you as you say, like the only, you know, the huge difference is you're really trying to get keywords ranked and mm. keywords ranked organically. And, and that's really the, the, the big difference, right? And it's also about, you know, getting the sales and the, the, the sales velocity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are, you know, so many factors like in the Amazon A9 algorithm, which, you know, governs, um, you know, the organic rankings and, you know, whether it's, you know, conversions and unit session percentage, whether it's all your keyword optimization you know, even things like reviews and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But really what it comes down to is, you know, the number one factor is, and it's related to relevancy and it's all about sales, right? So, you know, if a customer puts in a search term into the search bar, you know, and a particular product, um, let's say your product gets more sales than another product, then Amazon's going to deem that that product for that specific search term is going to be the most relevant because customers are telling Amazon that when they put that search term into the search bar and then they go through and they buy that product, that that is the most relevant product to their, um, you know, search. through their buying actions to, to for, for that uh, search term, right? Mm. And so that product's going to rank the highest in the organic um, algorithm and it's going to show at the top of the search results. So that's, you know, really what it boils down to in terms of, you know, um, you know, keyword rankings. Exactly. Sales through keywords equals rankings. <laughs> I think it's probably the easiest easiest way to describe it, but I think you've described it perfectly. Yeah. So. yeah. And, you know, so all launch really means, in my opinion, is really just running, you know, a bunch of campaigns, and I'm not talking about just advertising. We'll go through some of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, later on. But it's really about actively getting specific keywords that you target ranked so that you can generate sales ongoing, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's also, you know, a couple of things that um, I always come across in my coaching, especially with um, new and inexperienced sellers. And that is, you know, when, when, when they go through this whole launch process, they tend to focus on a number of things. And really the number one focus of your launch should really be getting those keywords ranked, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not about profitability, you know, generating more sales, you know, getting more reviews, you know, optimizing your PPC campaigns. Like it's it's just none of the above, right? It's really just about getting your uh, keywords ranked, and that should be really the focus of your actually your actual launch. Now, there's also the, uh, in my opinion, from a mindset perspective, like the tenacity that you need to actually follow through. The launch, right? Even though it's costing you money, and through the launch, you might make you might need to make some adjustments, and it may even cost you more. Um, you know, you just you, at some point you're beyond the point of return. So when you start that launch, you really want to complete the launch, and so there's a level of tenacity that you need to actually go through and complete that launch, right? Mm-hmm. And now, you know, the other thing that um, I, I always see with new sellers, like they're for some reason or other, I think it's just you know them being new. There's this whole fear of getting to right to the top of the rankings. Right. I, mean, I, I tell my students, like, go for position one. Like, like this, you know, like for some reason, a lot of people like to say, oh, you know, I want to work into the top 10 and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no issue getting right to the top of the rankings. And, and that's, you know, something that I sort of coach from a mindset perspective, like get, get to the top. Like there's no, there's no uh, issue. And I think, you know, some people worried about they're going to get attacked by competitors and, you know, all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But, you know, really at the end, we're really trying to rank keywords to the top of the rankings, and that should really be the, the kind of mindset or perspective that, um, you know, sellers are going going into yeah. launching with. So super aggressive. We are going for this. We're not going in half bait. bait. We're going to go in and try, and try and win this race and go straight to the top. Do you know, do you have any idea of um, the percentage of sales for a keyword that sort of come through position one versus position two versus three, et cetera? Is there, no, like, is there any that, that data on just- that? You know, not not really available, but you know, we'll sort of get to a point in this discussion where we do 
talk about you know using some of that data from you know helium 10 dot tools and, and all that kind sure, of stuff sure. to try and understand the the, the kind of sales velocity right. but really um you know when it comes down to you know the, the actual numbers what i've been experiencing and i'll talk about this later as well is that you definitely um you know depending on the process you use but you know definitely through the process that i'll go through and the strategies that we'll, we'll talk about mm-hmm. is that you will need less units you know, um, than what is prescribed or what is stated or, or you know, mm. uh, put forward as part of those tools. And that's something that, you know, really experiencing through my clients, my students, and even with my own launches, if, you know, even up to like last week I did a launch. So mm. um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely talk a little bit about that. But, you, you know, like there's there's also like a bunch of concepts I think we need to just have a quick chat about sure. um, before, you know, we sort of get into that whole launch process. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, this whole um, – you know, uh, get, getting the sales velocity and people talk about eight-day launches, you know, one-day launches, you know, moving averages and, and timeframes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, there's two predominant camps, right? So, that you know, there's people that do eight-day launches and there's people that do one-day launches. Like I've done both to test them out. I mastermind with a lot of, um, you know, seven, eight-figure sellers and both work, right? So, so there's, there's really no doubting that both work. Now, you know, from a, you know, moving averages perspective, like Amazon's going to, you know, sort of, um, you know, look at sales on a seven day moving average. They've got like 30 day moving averages, 90, 180 days a year. But, and that's why this whole eight day versus one day launch, um, you know, debate is, you know, sort of a little bit of a mute point, right? Because if you're doing a one day launch and you do 80 units in that one day, or you're an eight day launch with 10, 10 units, a, a day. 10 units a day, it really from a seven day moving average, it, it hits the same mark, right? Yep. So, um, as I said, like I've, I've tried both, I've tested both. They definitely work. I'm definitely in the eight day launch camp for mm-hmm. one reason. It's especially for, for new sellers, it's, it's, it's more manageable, right? Because if you're doing like an eight day launch, you know, by the time you get to day five, um, you know, on any launch, whether it's one day, eight days, like you'll find yourself probably at the bottom of page one and you're moving up the page one rankings. Now in an eight day launch, when you get there, and you get to day five and you, you know, you haven't hit the bottom of page one, then you can make some adjustments, right? Mm. So you can increase the number of units that you're, that you're selling or you, you're getting mm. through to actually meet those, meet the sales velocity. Yep. You can extend your launch a little bit longer with a one day launch, you know, by the time you get to day five, you know, if it doesn't, you know, if you don't hit the bottom of the page one, it's really hard to then, you know, sort of recover because you haven't done anything on day two, day three, day four. Yeah, you can't right. aim, you can't zero in on the target, right? You've you've sort of pretty much you know shot your load almost into yeah. into space, yeah. and then you're hoping like that it's going to actually hit the target. And yeah, yeah. Right. So so I think it's just harder harder to adjust on a one day launch, and you got to really uh, get fully prepared and, and, and get that right. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's one thing to to talk through because I know that there's a lot of uh, debate out there about eight day launches versus one day launches. Mm-hmm. Now, probably also a little bit of um, history on, you know, discounted buys versus full price buys. Now, you know, a couple of years ago, I mean, you, you probably remember all this, like discounted buys were all, all the rage, right? So it was all like giving away your product at 95%, 99%, 90%, and, you know, just doing a lot of big discounted giveaways with a lot of those launch services. You know, they, they pump it out there to their lists and mm-hmm. people go through and buy using two-step URLs or super URLs. And that's how you know, products were getting ranked, right? That was like one of the predominant ranking strategies. Now, you know, I think that those days are just well over, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I've 
you know, in terms of using two-step URLs, discounted buys and stuff like that, that was really two years ago. Um, now it's really about full price buys, more organic ways of getting those full price buys, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. And, you know, and that's really what Amazon's favoring. So, you know, full price buys are definitely way favored and valued over discounted buys. So in any sort of launch scenario, even though you might be, you know, um, doing some discounts like either via coupons or you're, you know, rebating and all that kind of stuff, which we'll talk about, it's really on full price buys that are going to give you the most ranking juice. Yeah. So I think, you know, this whole discussion, discounted buys are just a thing of the past. And full price buys is, you know, what really you should be focusing now you know, when it comes to launches, right? And full price buys, are, are, you know, there's a lot of different types of full price buys, right? So there's this whole concept of search, find and buy. So, you know, going to amazon.com, going to the search bar, searching, then finding the product and then buying mm-hmm. the product and checking out, right? Yep. And so that's SFB, search, find and buy. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got the um, option of using links, right? So you can use you know, a lot of keyword rich links, which still work. And I definitely use a lot of uh, pixelfy.me links. So the Supreme URL. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and now they've got the Supreme URL 2.0, which is what, um, you know, what you can actually use. And especially when your product is ranked on, uh, you know, currently sitting on, you know, page 10, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to get um, buyers to go through and search find and buy all the way to page 10, page 10. Yeah, sure is. Right? Amazon makes it really hard to get to page 10 yeah, right? <laughs> in the and, search and, results. And, yeah. Especially if it's like, um, you know, throw, through social traffic and stuff like mm. that. Like buyers just won't do that. Nope. So, you know, you and in these cases, like I would use a, like a pixelfy.me link, mm-hmm. um, get, you know, the rankings, let's say after, you know, three, four days, get them to like page, you know, page two, page three, and then switch it over to search find and buy. Got it. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's still full price buys by PPC. And obviously then there's discounted buys. So in, in my opinion, I think you know, search finder buy, um, and also some of the links that you use are very comparable. Then you've got PPC buys and then definitely, uh, discounted buys are definitely, um, most devalued. Now, the other issue with, uh, discounted buys, if you actually, um, you know, use them and they are devalued in, in, in the rankings, but it's also very unnatural to Amazon, you know, a new product comes along, you know, zero sales, and suddenly you get like 100 sales and 90% off. Yep. It's just like totally unnatural to the algorithm. The other thing is those buyers can't even leave reviews. So, you know, past like 40, 50%, the reviews become unverified. Beyond that, you know, they're just restricted. You can't even, those buyers can't even leave any reviews, right? No, that's right. Just to be really and, clear there, people, what, what Stephen's saying is that if the product is discounted more than about 45% or 50%, um, it's virtually impossible now for a, for a customer who's bought that discounted product to then turn around and leave a review on the product. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- a- absolutely. Mm-hmm. And and then the other thing is, um, you know, like there's still that whole situation where, you know, like there's been all those bans and suspensions from, you know, like you know, launches where people have done these huge discounts and they've also then requested for reviews and so forth. And that leads to, you know, um, yeah. products and accounts being suspended too, right? That's right. Which, you know, that was all the news like a couple of months was, ago. Yeah, so, back in April, I think. Yeah. 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 And and so, you know, for, for me, discounted buys are, are definitely out. Now, um, you know, we've talked about the whole keyword rich URLs and there's definitely a lot of 
different types of URLs. Mm-hmm. But um, again, from a history perspective, super URLs and many of the two-step URLs are now a thing of the past. Um, certainly, I recommend, and this is what I teach to my students and, and that, which is, um, you know, either using search, find and buy, or if you're going to use links, mm-hmm. then, um, you know, the supreme URLs from pixify.me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like you should probably reach out to, um, you know, Anthony Buitran and those guys and even get, get a code for your um for your, for your listeners, um, you know, yes. discount code, um, because yeah, pixelfy.me is a very, very useful tool. And, um, you know, I definitely use it heavily in my business, um, and, and also for, uh, my clients Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. as well. Um, and one last concept before we even, you know, get, get into the whole, whole process is, um, you know, the whole, a- uh, Amazon honeymoon period. I was going to Now the whole fabled, mm. you know, honeymoon period, um, you know, usually the first maybe six to eight weeks of when a listing goes live, um, you know, Amazon, you know, feels like they give you a, a boost and, you know, you, you definitely experience this. Like once you've actually done a lot of launches, mm-hmm. you'll experience this. It gives you a huge boost. They might even throw some other keywords up to the top, see if you stick, uh, see if you make any um, conversions and sales and, you know, they'll, they'll move your rankings around. So this whole honeymoon period makes it easier to launch. So through this honeymoon period for an experience um, seller, you know, like, like us, like we would be, you know, taking advantage of this honeymoon period and trying to rank some really big keywords and, you know, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? But then it's all about, um, you know, knowing your numbers and your budget and all that kind of stuff to really understand the kind of sales that you need and the kind of um, money and capital that you need to put against your actual launch, mm-hmm. right? Because even though you want to take advantage of this honeymoon period, if you don't have the inventory and you don't have the, the capital for, for your launch, then you can't really go after the, the big keywords, mm. Right. That's right. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it's really you know the, this this whole next step or, or the first step of of, the, of this whole launch process is really about knowing your numbers and, and, and your budget. So you know, like the the you know the tools that we've been talking about, like Helium Ten mm-hmm. um, and Seller Tools, they give you um, some data which is um, useful to understand the daily sales that you actually need to rank, you know, on top of the rankings, right? So, mm-hmm. Well, they try their five, best. Yeah, they, they often try their best, but yep, keep going. Yeah, they try their best, mm-hmm. and it's really just a, a you know, a, a relative measure, and it gives you an indication of what you sort of need. So mm-hmm. let's say for Helium 10, you know, they've got the CPR eight-day giveaway number, and let's say it says, you know, 64, 64 units over eight days, then it's really, you know, eight, eight units a day, mm-hmm. right, that you need to sort of attain on average over an eight-day period. Mm-hmm. Um, for you to, you know, move into the top 10 or, you know, towards the top of the rankings yep. for that specific keyword, right? But those numbers, right, are really skewed towards discounted buys. And, you know, they use the terms giveaways, um, all that sort of stuff. Now, all my recent testing and all the sort of launches I've been doing for myself, my clients and, and that, using um, full price buys, using search, find and buy and pixify.me links, you need way less units to rank, right? Now, but as as a coach, I would still say you go, you know, you gear yourself towards those numbers right. because you, I like using data and, and, and science to try and help me, um, you know, formulate my launch plan. Mm-hmm. But the recent experience has definitely shown that you only really need a fraction of those um, those buys, those, volumes, like that, yeah. those numbers yep. in Helium 10 and Seller Tools to rank those keywords. That's incredible. Do you build any discounted products at all into... Your launches no. at all? None. No. All, and, and we'll, we'll definitely talk about this in a little bit of detail. So um, definitely no discounted buys as part of any any part of the um, you know my launch strategy. It's mm-hmm. all full price buys. 
And, you know, like all the all my recent testing, like even 50, 60% of those numbers coming out from Helium 10 and Seller.Tools, mm-hmm. will, you know, would almost rank into the top. One of my students um, uh, recently, like two weeks ago, like for a keyword, ranked it to position one. Again, like on about 50, 60% of those those numbers, um, I've done the same like last week. Um, and, you know, over the last month, probably been involved with maybe 10 to 12 launches and very similar, you know, sort, sort of numbers. So, um, and that's why, I, you know, I said at the start of this, uh, the, our chat where it, it seems to be easier than ever and also um, in a way cheaper because if you were geared towards giveaways, you probably have to give away that full amount versus now lower numbers. But as again, like as a coach, when I talk to my students about this, we would still try and target those numbers, right? Because it's okay to also overshoot it and get right to the top of the rankings. Yes, you bet. So of course, a lot of people want to stick to the discounted method because it's much easier to get the buyers in yep. there with you know because it can attract them in it's it's you know obviously a lot of people are kind of resistant to doing full price buy because oh my god i've got to try and find someone that's prepared to buy the yeah. product at full price so it, let's talk about that because i'm sure that's yeah that's part of it i mean it, it, there's plenty of traffic sources and once we get to um you know when we talk about the process of getting the traffic sources i'll definitely go through like a, a, a list Great. of traffic sources and, and definitely three i think you know traffic sources where i think they're, they're really good for new uh, new sellers terrific so, you know, we'll, we'll definitely sort of talk talk through that. Mm-hmm. I mean, but even before like, you know, going actually into the traffic sources and arranging that, you know, knowing your numbers, like you, you're only really going to target the keywords that you have budget for and you have inventory for, right? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're going to, you know, go, go for like a, a really high volume keyword and let's say that keyword, um, you know, is going to generate like 20 sales, you know, per day and your supply chain is 70 days, then, you know, you do the multiplication and unless you've actually got 1,400 units of inventory sitting there and you rank for that keyword and some other keywords, you're going to run out of inventory before you can get your next, next order. Batch, yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. So so you're really shooting yourself in, in, in the foot here. If, you, if you're actually going for some of these, you know, uh, bigger keywords where you don't have the inventory and budget to actually support that launch mm-hmm. because if you ever run out of inventory, you know, maybe for a couple of weeks, um, you can regain those rankings relatively quickly and stuff like that. You know, maybe boost your PPC a little bit. Even for you know two to four weeks, you might you know it might be okay. Do some mini launches, but once you get to being out of stock for like you know two months or eight weeks or you know that that kind of time frame, mm. it's really almost like you're starting from scratch and you have to re-rank um, a lot of keywords and and all that sort of stuff. I've seen that so too. I'll- There's sort of like a almost a honeymoon period for when you run out of inventory. I think Amazon kind of gives you a break for a couple of weeks, but if you let yeah. it too long. Yeah, it can get really tricky yeah, to try. And, it, yeah, they right? seem to. I think there's maybe that historical moving average that you talked about earlier, where that starts to kick in and really start to impact the performance of the product over time. If it's just if its sales rank continues to plummet, you know, as it, or, yep. well, in this case, and, rise. <laughs> yeah, and, and so you know, as part of the prep, you really got to understand, um, you know, what you've got budgeted for, what you've got inventory for, and really go after you know keywords, one or a number of keywords that you can really support. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is it's definitely going to be easier to target keywords where you're already sort of within range. So let's say you're on, you know, page five or, you know, page four or whatever it is. Now, Amazon has been favoring um, proper keyword optimization for months now, right? So, and, you know, if you've, if you've done your keyword optimization properly, many times, like even with things like primary keywords, like your main keywords, secondary keywords, high volume keywords, mm-hmm. you can really start on page four or five or even, you know, um, toward even, even higher. So 
if you've done your keyword optimization properly, you no longer start in position like page 20. Like, you know, two years ago, a lot of times you won't even be in the top 306 no, that's right. like results, right? And mm. you'll be starting like on page nothing or page 20. Yeah. Now, again, this is one of those things where if you've done your keyword optimization properly, right, which probably subject of, you know, another full call. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm actually not going to let you off the hook here because I think this is a, a probably a super quick win because one of the things that we talked about last time was the fact that you do a lot of this pre-launch launch. So you you do a lot yep. of the keyword optimization on page and, and perhaps behind the scenes and the metadata and stuff on a listing to get the yep. thing when it first arrives in inventory and, and is, you know, mm-hmm. makes a splash on Amazon so that it is actually ranking in the sort of the top three pages. So it's a lot less work yep. then to go from, you know, kind That's of page right. three and up. So is there, is there any quick tips that you can share? Yeah, let, yeah let's let's go through some sort of just some quick quick tips here. So with your, you know, with keyword optimization, um, we know that there are certain fields, um, you know, with Amazon, you know, whether it's on the listing or in the back end where you can sort of you know, enter in some, some data, mm-hmm. um, there are some fields that definitely um, have higher weighting Good. Right. So if you've got um, keywords in the title, you know, they're definitely going to um, weigh more from a keyword optimization and keyword relevance perspective than if they're in your bullets in your description. And certainly the order, um, as it's been tested over the various months uh, recently, would be title, then the back end subject matter field. Wow. Then the back end search, uh, search terms field. Mm-hmm. Then your bullets. No way. Description. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, yeah. So, so if if you've got particular keywords, right, that um, that are really important, and and these are the keywords you're going to launch for, you want to chuck some of those into the title, right? And I know the title's all been shortened and and all that kind of stuff. So you might be able to get like two or three words, maybe two or three keywords into the title. But what I would generally do is, if I've got a keyword in the in the title, and there's this whole concept of um, keyword density as well. So it's not just about the the section or the area or the field you put it into, right? Right. But, you know, back in the day, and there's still a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of, you know, YouTube gurus out there oh, yes. that basically say don't repeat keywords, right? But, you know, when you use tools like Salada Tools and, 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 you know, also through the, you know, whole launching experience and the optimization experience, if you repeat keywords in certain fields, yep. then it actually increases the keyword density and it increases the keyword relevancy. Right, so if I was to put a keyword into the title, I might actually repeat it in one of the backend terms, mm-hmm. like maybe in the subject matter field, and maybe, you know, or, or so not and, but or in the search terms field, field. Yep. and I'd also repeat it once maybe in the bullets or the description. Right. But if I put a keyword into the backend subject matter field, but not in the title, I might actually repeat it in the search terms field, so you get like you know both in both the backend fields, yep. and then also drop it once either in the bullets or the description. Right. Now, there's so many little nuances because, mm-hmm. you know, if you put a keyword towards the front of the title versus towards the rear of the title, you know, it, you know, you get more juice, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of really clever ways of maximizing the kind of space that you have, right? Because let's say you have like, I sell jump ropes, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say uh, for my fitness brand now, let's say you have, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the primary keyword is, is jump rope, right? Now you can actually have, um, like there's a lot of really high volume, um, you know, keywords like um, speed jump rope. Yep. And then there's also high speed jump rope. Mm-hmm. Now, if you put the keywords high speed jump rope, mm-hmm. you're killing three birds with one stone. That's right. Right. Because you, you're, you, you've got matches and like all of exact, them. Yeah. Exact, exact matches, matches on all. all those phrases, right? Mm-hmm. 
Then there's also the whole, um, you know, scenario where you can, um, you know, there are branded keywords, there's misspellings, but you don't want to put them onto the front no. end of your listing. No, you don't. But you only want to put them onto the back end of your listing, right? Mm. So through the subject matter fields and the search terms fields. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole process where, you know, I get my VAs and, and you know, I review this as well, like, um, you know, on spreadsheets and stuff like that. And we mark out for every keyword where they're going to be placed, how to get, you know, maximum um, you know, maximum Impact, space, yeah. um, you know, using character counts and stuff like that to, to sort of understand, you know, where we can place the keywords for maximum value, mm-hmm. uh, maximum ROI. And it's it's a real science, like, to, to get all your keywords fully optimized. Yeah. Right? So, um, as I said, it's probably a subject it of, is. A, <laughs> a full, of, a full, of a full call. Okay. Right? There's two um, things but- here. One is I'm glad I asked that question at number two. Um, but I did want to ask one question, though, which is around Kevin King did talk about this last year, I think, where he had hmm. some bath soap or something. And he said, oh, you know, I managed to rank the thing without a launch, without a giveaway on page one, you know, or top three yeah. or something. I can't remember what he said there. Basically using the Browse Tree Guides, Browse Tree Guide, the keyword attribute field. I've yep. just kind of knocked over a bottle of water. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Are you, did you, have you tested that at all to see if that works or is that yeah, some kind yeah. of mysterious thing that Kevin only knows how to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah de- definitely. I like to put in as much information as I can and so, um, you know, to, to the listings and, you know, e- even in the back end, um, you know, tab where you've got your subject matter and your search terms fields, mm-hmm. there's still other fields in there like your target audience, yeah. like your, um, you know, attributes, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, all, all those sort of fields, usage. Um, and even in the, you know, more, more info tab, there's actually, you know, uh, information in there. Mm-hmm. The more that you can actually populate, um, the more that Amazon's going to understand your product, right? So by going through those BTGs, the browse tree guides and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you can actually find some values in there, which Amazon's sort of expecting, right? To, to, to Against see. Against that product or so, category. That's right. Yeah, so the, and, and that way you can actually really help with again relevancy, right? Because it's all about you know getting keyword optimization. All that's all about just getting maximum keyword relevancy. Yes. So by inputting all that in information and by spending the time to actually go through and and inputting all that data, you're going to get maximum keyword relevancy. Totally on page. The other question I was going to have though, and this has been asked by some of my students, is around. Well, hang on. There's all these default. Um, drop down options there when I try and fill out the other yeah. attributes field. Can I write over the top of those um, those fields or those attributes? And my answer is always yeah, been yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, like even when you do like uh, target audience, you know, you, you you know, it shows you like you know men, women, or is it male, female, you know, yeah, children, adults, or unisex adult or something. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like you, I mean, you you can put you know anything else you That's want, right. right? So let's say for for fitness, you know, let's I, I would put stuff like um, CrossFit or you know mums or you know whatever right so and all those are actually keywords Exercise, right yeah. they're also keywords that are used in in specific you know search terms that uh, customers would actually use so instead of like just saying you know male female and stuff like that you can really hone yeah. in and narrow down your, your your target audience as opposed to just using those generic terms awesome okay let's get off the keyword side of things and the yeah. on-pagey stuff and the off-pagey stuff let's get onto the launch process yeah yeah and and so you know the the thing about it is, yeah, I mean, if but if your um, keywords are actually within range, then they're also keywords that you that's potentially you know some really good keywords that you you actually want to target because it's just going to be easy to move them you know up up to page one and then through page one if you're in a mm-hmm. at a closer position. Um, just a, sorry, just a quick question then: How confident do you need to be about your keywords? Because a lot of sellers will kind of do a pre-launch launch like you were talking about, where they'll put their product up, they may have just a handful of units, um, and then they do mm-hmm. that. Actually, I probably answered my own question in my own mind, but. What they do is they, they send, and I know Tim Jordan talked about this, he might send him 50 units and then he runs a big test using a lot of PPC 
to try and find mm-hmm. out what are the exact keywords here that are going to drive the most amount of sales yep. of my product. And I think he actually kills a listing generally if he can't get the image, another backup inventory mm. in in time to to try and restart the honeymoon period on on the same product but under a different listing, and that's when he goes for his big launch. Do you do anything like that or? No, I, I really go for the for the big launch and and, mm-hmm. and rank. Um, I want to make use of the, the the honeymoon period as much as possible. And once you sort of do this a couple of times and you sort of understand the process and you get really confident with with mm-hmm. ranking, then it really, as I said, there's there's no mystic arts with this. It's it's really you know it's a science data and then get through the process and you know you you just get right. there. So um, I don't really find the the need to have to sort of test. Um, you know, products and, and generally for, for me, like I will also buy a lot more inventory because being sort of more experienced and confident with, with yeah. launching that, you know, I'll buy more inventory and I'll typically go for the primary keyword. Go hard. Like, yeah, you know, I, I really just go, go for the, for the keywords that are going to make the, the, the most yep. money. Um, and, and, and really just, you know, try and shoot for the top. Cool. So, um, but you know, with new sellers, you're not going to uh, sometimes have all that capital and that budget. So then you can actually temper down. Right. And, you know, we were talking about sort of knowing your numbers, mm-hmm. uh, temper down the kind of keywords or find keywords that are more suitable for, for your budget and inventory. Right. Right. And it's really good that you, you've talked about, um, you know, testing some of these keywords because, you know, as part of the, the, the actual, you know, um, you know, preparation, that that is something that you, you definitely want to do. But it, but even, you know, like before you do that, like we're working on some assumptions here, right? And we just want to you know, make sure we, we clarify this that before you do any, launch you want to make sure your listing's optimized so we've talked about keyword optimization a little bit but the thing about it is you know it's all about the actual images the copy and obviously you know your product's going to have to be a a good or decent product because no amount of great launching is going to solve issues like your product's not good enough or your listing's poor and all that Mm. kind of stuff right so you know all that stuff about you know having awesome images awesome copy and also being able to you know use stuff like ebc and all that kind of stuff is you know enhanced brand content or a plus content um all that is really gonna um you know in, improve your conversions and and all that and you know people sort of always uh, talk to me and i sort of coach my students around this as well where they say well you know we don't get access you can't get access to you know ebc or a plus content well you know probably not a subject of this call but um there is a fully terms of service compliant way for non-brand registered sellers to be able to get a plus content onto their listing um, can we have a chat off air about that? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I don't know anything about that. I don't think anybody in Australia I, I will, knows about that. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely talk you through it. It's, um, and it's, it, as I said, fully term service mm-hmm. compliant. It's something that Amazon allows. Uh, so you don't yeah. need a trademark? Uh, no. Wow. All right. We're definitely no. to talk. Yeah, we'll, 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 okay, we'll talk. Okay, sorry. Off topic. <laughs> okay, keep going. Yeah. So so now, you know, like, you know, we, we talk about this whole testing of, of these keywords, right? But there's... Because there's really a difference between the listing going live, that that date that the listing goes live, and the launch date, Mm -hmm. right? Now, the listing going live just means you've satisfied all the requirements that Amazon requires for your listing to go live. So you've got, you know, a primary image, you've got all the the data fields that it actually requires, you've got inventory and all that kind of stuff, and your listing will actually go live, right? But that date, to me, is different to the launch date, it is. Right. And there's usually about like a 20 to 25 day period between those two where I, we, you know, use that time to actually get your initial review burst. Right. So, so get initial product mm-hmm. reviews and through all the product research, you should know how many initial reviews you need to get, right, to be competitive in that market. Right. And so let's say, you know, for, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, the markets and stuff like that, you might need 20 or 30 reviews 
right, before you can convert better, right? And a lot of the data, like in, you know, market intelligence from Rara Launch or Jungle Scout and all that, you can get that information, right? And you can also get that information just by going through the, 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 the search results and all that kind of stuff. So, like, when your listing goes live, like, you want to get that initial number of reviews before you do this massive launch, mm-hmm. right? Because... Without those reviews, it's not only just going to hurt your launch, right? But what's going to happen is that it's going to hurt your conversions after the launch. And if you can't maintain those conversions and that sales velocity, you're going to slide off the, the rankings. That's right? a whole other topic, though. I mean, how do you get yeah. 20 reviews in your first three <laughs> weeks of being yeah. live on Amazon? So, I mean, that if you can answer what, that question, what, that's a holy grail. Of- yeah, what, what I'll say is that I, I probably teach maybe 12 to 15 ways of getting reviews. Some will be fully terms of service compliant, some which would be more in the gray territory. I definitely don't engage in any sort of black hat mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but, you know, for my students and clients, like getting that initial burst of 20 30 reviews is let's just say it's not an issue you know typically it will take like 20 to 25 days it might cost you somewhere in the vicinity of maybe depending on the price of your product but let's say you know four or five hundred dollars so again you know this is all um you know having the budget for Mm -hmm. launch right like you need to sort of you know understand that there you know if you want to do a full-blown launch and you want to get it all right and all that kind of stuff there is a level of you know budget and capital and inventory that you need to put towards towards your launch it's like you know you open a brick and mortar retail store and when you do your launch like you know that there's going to be costs that you're going to yeah. um, you know budget for for mm-hmm. your launch right so yeah i mean subject of, of probably another it call is. we can well talk I, I know some of the and- ways that you get your amazing reviews yeah. i think some of them are just incredibly smart and, and obviously very yeah they are very tos compliant so yeah it's good Yep. And, and so during that, you know, that difference between that, that go live date of the listing and the launch date, like you're going to use that, let's say 20, 25 days to get your initial burst of the reviews, right? And then during that period, you're also going to do a few things, right? So your listing's mm-hmm. active. So therefore you need to check your keyword indexation. You need to know that the keywords, especially the ones that you're going to use for, you're going to go after for launch and all that kind of stuff, that they're properly indexed, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, using tools like Helium 10, Seller.Tools and all, and I use both and I check them across mm-hmm. both and I make sure that all my keywords are actually indexed because if they're not indexed, it's just going to, you know, Amazon, if it's not indexed in the Amazon, you know, algorithm, yep. then it's, you know, you, you just don't want to launch against those, those, those keywords. Just right? to be really clear as well about what indexing is. It's, it's basically is, will the product be discoverable on Amazon for a keyword? So if your keyword is yep. an index and Amazon will not, it just won't show for that keyword or that key phrase. Yeah. Yep. Just yep. to be really right. clear. <clears throat> now, the other thing that you want to do is you also want to set up a keyword um, ranking tracker. Right. So again, if you've already using tools like Healing 10 and Solid Tools, you can actually, um, you know, track the keywords. But, you know, Viral Launch is plenty of tools Apes. out there which, you know, track your keyword mm-hmm. rankings. Now, you don't want to manually search and look <laughs> for um, your keyword rankings and stuff like that. Now, there's, there's many reasons for this. I mean, one, it's a manual process and you don't mm-hmm. want to do that. But the thing about it is, you know, like if you viewed your listing a lot of times, you know, depending on your IP address, depending on your your, your account being logged in, depending on the geography, you know, the uh, mobile versus desktop, all that kind of stuff, your, the, the ranking for a, a, you know, for a keyword for a product is going to change. And sometimes it's significant differences, mm. right? So, so you're not getting, like, if you're not using software to actually track your keywords, you're not getting a, a very accurate view of the actual keyword rankings. Because if you've looked at your, your listing 50 times, which you probably, you probably have, and you might be, you know, going through Seller Central to do that, it's going to show it in a different spot. Yep. It's going to show it higher up in the rankings when it's not really yeah, there. Right. Mm. 
support for other sales, so for other buyers. So um, you really want to track your keywords using software, mm-hmm. and certainly through some of those tools, you can put on that like uh, you know a, a little bit of a booster where they they're sort of tracking the keyword rankings per hour as opposed to per day. So therefore, you're getting a um, a more accurate view and a more average view of what the actual keyword rankings are. Cool, right? So you want to do do all that prep, and then as as you said, and uh, same as what you know, Tim Tim was talking, uh, Tim Jordan was was talking through, where you do want to kiss, test those keywords. And the way that I do it through that you know twenty 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 five day period is I run some PPC campaigns, right, that are specific for that um, you know keyword. So I would you know just create really simple campaigns, but they're one campaign, one ad group, one keyword in exact match. And I'd maybe put like a, a $10 budget against it. And then you'll see the kind of click-through rates. You'll see the kind of conversions and the kind of A cost that you're actually mm-hmm. going to get. And you will find that if you test, let's say, five or seven keywords that you're potentially going to launch against, which ones will actually convert and which ones give you the better metrics. Because the thing about it is if you go and target a keyword, which through your research is good for the product idea, mm-hmm it may not be good for your product, right? So like, let, let's say, you know, you have, um, you know, uh, so let's say if we use that jump rope example mm-hmm. again, right? So if you have um, a keyword, which is, you know, the high-speed jump rope, but the customers don't associate that keyword to your product, they might just think it's a regular jump rope or a speed jump rope, or maybe it's not that fast compared to the mm-hmm. competition. Then you're going to convert less, right? And if you don't run this testing and you go after that keyword high-speed jump mm-hmm. rope, Mm. right then you're not going to be able to maintain your sales after you get ranked and you're going to slide off those rankings so you've wasted that whole launch yep yep so you know if you're going to target like you're going to potentially target some keywords you're going to run um, these ppc campaigns and through these ppc campaigns like it's very evident which keywords um, are are going to you know do better for your um, Mm -hmm. product and therefore you've got real data that you're going off that you're going to say okay out of those seven keywords i want to pick these three that um, we're going to launch against because we know that, you know, it's very clear that we can convert against this particular Question keyword. for you. Yeah. Does running PPC campaigns, um, either automatic or in your what you're talking about there with an exact match campaign, several campaigns on the keywords that you're targeting, does that actually speed up the indexing process so that you can be indexed for keywords? Yeah. Yeah, certainly if you start to get traffic and you start to get sales and all that kind of stuff, like, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't index, like key, some keywords don't index mm. right away, but certainly once you get sales against those particular keywords and you start to get the traffic and stuff you like that. You get noticed. Yeah, abs- so it's a brute force indexing method. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And, yeah, and the thing is, like, if you don't test those keywords, you could be putting, you know, like if you launch against some really um, high volume keywords, you could be spending thousands of dollars on your launch so you definitely want to spend like a hundred bucks just checking and testing that keyword just to ensure that everything's going to go as cool. planned. So, I mean, you know, and that's really the, the the prep steps that that you know you need to like I sort of teach and you know my students go through and clients go through to to prep their 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 launches. And then once we get into the final stages of the mm. prepping, it's really now about um, identifying the actual traffic sources that we're going to use to drive the sales excellent to, right so you you want to get sales you need to get that sales velocity that we talked about you know how many you know buys per day and all that kind of stuff so you need to generate the traffic that's going to buy now you know there's a lot of different traffic sources um, clearly things like a list and especially a list that's primed 
to to you know you know get you these buys and stuff like that um, is a really good traffic source. Certainly, you know, social media if you got like a social media presence, um, all you know, chatbots, you know, many chat and you know, using flows and stuff like that to get um, you know to get uh, you know your full price buys. And also, um, you know, and through your list and social media and, and chatbots, the predominant strategy around around those is to um, get the full price buy and then to reimburse, That's right. Hmm. right? So it's almost like a, a rebate. And so, um, so you know, you're getting the full price buy and then you sort of you know reimburse. Now, there's all those. There's a whole heap of discussion around whether that's in the gray you know, gray territory with is it fully within a terms of service. But really, when it comes down to like rebates and reimbursements, have you know been around forever you know, for for a while? Like you know, you you go into an electronic store and you buy a fridge. A lot of them have you know five hundred dollars mm-hmm. cashback. Aircons, right? Yep. And and that that gets yep. you a sale. Aircons right? and heaters. So do it all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, there's, and there's even um, services, which we'll talk about um, in, in a sec, you know, where they're rebate services, where you can actually even advertise to, to an audience that are after these, um, you know, rebates and so forth, where they can, now uh, people can actually, you know, you right. can, they'll buy it full mm-hmm. price and then they'll get rebated. But there's also other traffic sources like, you know, PPC and then external traffic where they're using advertising, influencer marketing, you know, all that kind of stuff. So there's, there's a lot of traffic sources that you can mm-hmm. actually use, um, especially as an experienced seller. But from the perspective of a new seller, a lot of that stuff can be daunting and a huge learning curve, right? So even stuff like ManyChat, PPC, you know, external traffic and all that kind of stuff, huge um, learning curves, right? Um, and it's it's sort of um, really difficult in, in the span of a few weeks to try and master some of that. It's just unfair, right? It just wouldn't, it wouldn't be one of those things where um, you could actually say someone who doesn't have any experience with any of that within, you know, two weeks could actually, you know, have a high level of That's uh, true, proficiency yeah. with you know, with, with you know, with that activity, it's just um, you know, really not going to mm. happen, right? So, you know, when I go through this with um, you know, new clients and, and new sellers who have never launched before, um, the three predominant traffic sources that I like to uh, for them to go with is using a list. So I'll talk about the, the list in a sec, and then um, rebate mm-hmm. services being number two, and then PPC being very simple campaigns like the like the ones we talked about from from testing, yep. right? So if we go through these three traffic sources, then, you know, a list basically means it can be your own list or it can be someone else's list. Interesting. Right? So you don't really need to leverage your, your if you don't have a list, you can leverage someone else's list too, right? And someone else's list being there are definitely lists out there where you can, you know, purchase, um, you know, there's a lot of Facebook groups and, you know, like Facebook groups for reviews um, is one other thing, but, you know, Facebook groups that actually just generate sales velocity is a totally different right. thing. Right now, so there's there's definitely other lists that you can actually use, and through these lists, the best thing about these lists are that you can, especially if these lists are actually primed mm-hmm. for this, so they they're well instructed or they've had experience in you know going through this process. That actually means getting full price buys using the search, find, and buy method is is what you want these lists to do. Right, you want to go, you want to make sure they go to Amazon, they put in the search term, which is the keyword that you're going to target for for launch, right? They're going to search, they're going to find your product, they're going to check out, and then you're going to reimburse them um, and rebate them the full Mm -hmm. amount, right? Either via PayPal or other payment Mm -hmm. methods, right? You don't want to do the refund because, you know, refunding is obviously going to hurt your metrics and all that kind of stuff. This is more like a search finder buy full price and then reimbursement. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now, this is very similar to... The next traffic source, which we, you know, which was rebate services, 
And rebate services, um, the two predominant ones out there are rebate key and cashback base. I haven't heard of cashback base. Yeah, cashback base, I think, was around even before rebate key. Yeah. So rebate key and cashback base, um, the way that it actually, you know, works for, you know, people that have not used um, these rebate services is that um, you'll post um, your your product or your ad up on, um, you know, the, these websites. These websites have, a, you know, enough traffic where, you know, people come along and they search for these products and they're really after, um, you know, highly discounted via rebate or, um, you know, they're just, you know, fully rebated products. So if you put your product up there, what they will do is they'll say, I want to claim this, I want to claim this rebate, right? So you set a limit to how many units per day. So let's say you want five units of a day to mm-hmm. be rebated. People come along and they'll say, I want to rebate this, um, you know, I want mm-hmm. to grab this product. So they need to click on a link, right? So you can't use search, find and buy. And this is where the pixelfy.me uh, links yes. come in handy, right? Like the, the Supreme URLs. So you're getting full keyword yep. juice com- coming into, your, coming into mm-hmm. your listing. So you're using those URLs. They need to go to Amazon, do a full price buy, mm. Right, they need to come back, give you the order number, or they'll do a screenshot and all that kind of stuff. And cashback base requires the um, the, the the buyer to do that within thirty minutes wow. after claim. So, so if you you go and claim that that product within thirty minutes, you, you got to come back and and have done your purchase and stuff like that, or else they give you a spot to someone else. Cool, right? So you know, and what actually happens is that like thirty days later. Um, so after the, it's all, you know, they've bought it and all that kind of stuff, 30 days later, like, for example, Rebate Key will send out a check in the mail. To the customer. Like a physical yeah. check. Yeah. yeah, physical paper. So then, you know, you're getting a full price buy using a pixelfyme.link, which gives you That's the ranking juice, right? I was going to ask, though, um, just and, in terms of what is the yeah. discount that you use for these rebate services? Because obviously the big concern for a lot of folks is that, you know, you can do 100% off rebate. In other words, you have a full price buy but you're going to rebate 100 percent of the value of the cost of the goods and then of course that just ends yep. up with a bunch of hijacking action straight back on your listing where folks kind of get double dip at the cherry yeah. they get the money back for the product or and then they sell yep. your product back on your listing and get more money yeah you know it's a it's a real lurk so what's your strategy yeah. around that so yeah so it's really interesting one because rebate key um they sort of police this a little bit where you can actually report buyers that do that and they'll just be uh, if you can find out who they are right so so that account will be <laughs> yeah. yeah and 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 also as i said you know we we're talking about the focus of um you know some of these um you know you know when you need to focus in on launch and a lot of people also would message uh, rebate key customers and ask for a review and all that kind of stuff. And again, that's mm. sort of getting into you know gray grayish territory. But customers don't want to on rebate key don't Hassled. want to get um, hammered no. with that kind of stuff either, right? So it sort of goes a little bit both ways. But I've not really um, experienced, and even some of my students that were with hijackers coming coming back in, um, it is a little bit policed, and you can report, um, you know, you can report um, buyers for that, and they'll get booted off the platform. And now, um, you know, PPC right is the third traffic source, and because in prep, you've already uh, set up some campaigns and you know that that, that campaign's already converting. So it's got click history. It's probably got a sales history, campaign performance. So you saw, you know how many units um, per day on a specific ad budget. So if you've you know allocated $15 and during your testing, you know that that converts two sales on average, mm-hmm. right? Then you know how much you're going to get against your PPC, right? right? So... So, you know, that, that whole prep, it serves two purposes when you run these campaigns. So you know which keywords mm-hmm. convert, but you also know the kind of ad spend that's required to convert a certain number right. of sales. Yep, that makes sense. Right. 
Yep. So now, you know, it's really just a numbers game, right? So let's say if you need um, 10 units sold per day against that keyword, then you would want to spread it over these three traffic sources. I like to go for something like 60 to 70% of those buys using search, find and buy. So using a, yes. a, a list and then I spread the rest across rebate services and PPC. Just writing, I'm scribbling on list yep. down, man, and, as we go. This is awesome. Yeah. And and then it's, um you know, really just timing everything so that you want to sort of also adjust the unit. So let's say if rebate, uh, let's say you're using rebate here, cashback base, and that only gives you three units, but you needed four, then you can really just bump up your ad spend or, you know, go go to the list and, you know, get another buy because you want to keep it as consistent as, as mm. possible, you know, over the eight days, right? And overshoot the number if, if you want to or you, or you have to, but really with... You know the the search finder buy full price buys these kind of traffic sources um, and the, the keyword optimization is that you you know you're just going to push through the eight days and really by day five you'll be at the bottom of page one minimum and then sometimes even through the middle or even close to the mm-hmm. top of page one and then by the time you get through to your um, eight days you'll get towards the top of page one and you know recently it's been really the top top positions like positions one yeah. two or three right. Um, and, you know, through the eight-day launch, if you need to make some adjustments, let's say day five, you're on, you know, page two instead of page one, you can increase the number of units, you might extend the launch for a few days. Um, but yeah, as we were talking about before, like typically with this strategy and process, you only really need a fraction of those required launch numbers that are shown in those tools. I also have a question though, just around, you mentioned before the top uh, method that you wanted, that you use to to uh, to get these sales is through some you know, a list, whether it's your list or someone else's list. How do you find a list that's relevant to your product? Let's say that you know you're doing jump ropes or or I don't know pen holders or stationery yeah. or something like that. How do you find like a Facebook group that you can potentially put an offer into through an admin? Yeah, so so it's you know um, you know through the networks. I mean, I I certainly or got plenty of contacts for a lot of uh, these groups, but you do run into that issue. So, you know, one of my students, I think last month, um, she's got a product which is more geared around like, um, you know, teenagers and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, you know, one of the groups that we, or one of the lists that we, we, we talked to just could not supply the amount that we needed. So then we went to another group. So it's really, you know, uh, you know, making contact with the admins of, of these lists and stuff like that, talk to them about it. They might put out some feelers and say, hey, you know, um, how many people are interested in this yep. type of product, right? And if they don't get enough, um, you know, interest and stuff like that, you may need to go with two lists, right? Then it's a little bit more difficult to coordinate. But um, then you might, you know, just move around until you find a list because what you really do want also are um, customers and buyers that are buying your product because they're interested yes. in it, not just because they want to you know, right. grab a product yeah. for free, right? Um, so yeah, there is the, uh, you know, once you you know start using this method, you'll end up finding, you know, quite a few lists and all, all that kind of stuff where, um, you can, and definitely I can refer some, uh, we can, you know, have a chat offline and stuff like that. And, and, and yeah, there's, there's, they're definitely out there. So there's, there's quite Brilliant. a few out there. Um, mm. yeah. And, and so if, you know, and, but overall, I always say to my students, it's a, it's a mistake if you don't build your own list. Yes, that's right. Right. That whole adage, of, yeah, the money's in the list. Um, it's so true. Once you actually build your own list, you never have to leverage anyone else's list after that, you know, getting reviews on demand, doing launches on, you know, whenever you need to, um, it just becomes so much easier. Now, yeah, just uh, so just a, a couple, couple of quick things, right? Because, uh, you know, when we, you know, when we get to 
um, you know, the, the whole outcomes of the launch. Like a lot of times, you know, you get the right, um, the required numbers, you know, you, you get the required rankings and all that kind of stuff. Um, usually that is not where your problems are, in, in my opinion. You know, with, with um, you know, uh, you know, longevity in, you know, Amazon private labeling and stuff like that, it's really about, you know, can you maintain your rankings, right? That, that's the hardest bit, like launching, as we sort of talk through, it's, it's a real process. I'm not saying it's, it's that easy, but, you know, it's way easier relative to mm-hmm. maintaining your rankings for like two yeah. or three years, right? And so, um, you know, getting there is, is one thing, but is your product good enough to actually maintain and is your marketing and everything else, like there's a whole bunch of advanced strategies to go through to implement to actually maintain your rankings. And that's what I think sell, uh, separates from, you know, the, the more experienced sellers from the new sellers, right? Because the launch is over, but you still need you to support hold the sales after the launch, maybe 30, 60 days to yep. get everything in. But then there's still just a whole heap of work that you want to stay ahead of the game because... You've got a lot of other sellers exactly. that are coming in. They're yep. seeing your product. You yeah. might have a great offering. They got the benefit of hindsight. You know they can see your listing and they'll come up with something better. Um, so you know you really need to uh, continue to evolve and improve the product and all that kind of stuff through the first maybe nine to twelve months to really stay ahead of um, ahead of the competition. So to me, you know, launching is relatively straightforward in comparison to so relative to all the stuff that happens afterwards, which really is about, you know, having longevity in the product. So two, three years, um, you know, being able to get, you know, ranked and stay in those top positions, stuff like that. That's difficult. That's, a, that's another story. <laughs> that that it would make an excellent topic, actually, how to maintain your Amazon rankings, I reckon. I can just see it now. It's an awesome, awesome topic for discussion. Um, hey, buddy, this is episode 68. So you don't need the show notes because you're going to – Pretty much write them for me. <laughs> Give me all these links. <laughs> but for everybody else, if you want to get some of the links to Pixelfy Me and many of the other resources that Stephen's spoken about today, just head over to the Australianseller.com forward slash zero six eight. Uh Stephen, of course, I want to say a massive thank you to you. I'm very grateful to you to come and spend an hour or so. I know we tried to get together last week and we missed out because you're Poor little boy was a bit sick. Yeah, definitely apologize for that. <laughs> Look, it's life and, you know, we've both got kids so we both kind of know what can happen. But um, awesome to have you back on the show and, uh, yeah, hope our paths cross again very, very soon. Awesome. Now, actually, just before, though, I've gone I've gone early. How do we get in touch with you, buddy? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, privatelabelauthority.com. Um, definitely send me a message there or there's not that many Stephen Loys on Facebook. So a lot of people just hit me up directly uh, for a chat. Um, you know, from a coaching perspective, I've got to say that I'm I'm at capacity uh, at the moment. Um, but, you know, we can always have a chat about that. Um, you know, I'm sort of building my third brand. So um, a lot of my focus right now is going into my third brand. Um, so, you know, but spots could open up in the future as well. So, um, yeah, if you've got any questions, definitely hit me up. I'll try and get some notes across to um, to Chris as well. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Awesome, mate. Thanks again for coming on the show. No worries. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.